You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. All magic comes with a price. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to a special Once Upon a Time official convention edition of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast, a poppychuloradio.com original series, Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Sunday, October 29th, 2017, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. Tonight, we are doing something very different. We are delivering directly to you audio recorded at Creation Entertainment's Once Upon a Time Official Convention 2017 in Whippany, New Jersey. Please welcome my co-host, Jenna Pace. Hi, everybody. So it's time for our second podcast focusing on Once Upon a Time, the official convention. Jenna, what's our second panel? Our second panel is um, with Chris Gauthier, who played Smee. It's a Q&A. It had a fun little gimmick of um, Michael Coleman walking around in an evil queen costume as he brought the mic to people who wanted to ask questions. And this panel is where I asked my first question. So keep an ear out. It's about his, about his relationship with Killian as the series develops. All right. Before we start our special Once Upon a Time official convention edition, here's our announcer with a few special announcements. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasters discussing some of your favorite television shows. Visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts for a complete list of all the podcasts that we produce. You will get up-to-date information on whether the podcast is currently releasing new episodes or if it's on hiatus. You will also be able to click a link to either take you to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download the podcast. To binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasts, visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts. Would you like to be one of the podcasters on this podcast discussing your favorite television show? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. We are always looking for new voices to add to our collection of podcasts. To become a co-host you must be at least 18 years old. You must be comfortable sharing your opinions. And you must be comfortable using Skype. There's no podcast experience required. So if you think you have what it takes to be a Poppy Chula Radio on-air personality, email talent at poppychularadio.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This is a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. 
This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. Thanks, announcer. It's great for you, but it's also great for us. It's a little bit selfish. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. So if anybody has any questions for me, you can shoot. Are we going to dance? Can we go? I can't. Hi. Why is someone lighting up? I can't. I can't. I've got. As me? I think just the initial, like when I first um, got the gig, I knew it was kind of a big deal. I was a little bit nervous, and uh, it was huge. I was going to be playing Smee to Captain Hook. And Colin hadn't been on yet, and so he and I had a costume fitting at the same time. I'm sure some of you have heard this before, but uh, we were in the costume fitting together. And uh, I went in, and I got gacked out with Smee, and mine was pretty pretty quick, because I, I had the beanie, or as we call it in Canada, a toque. <laughs> so I put my toque on, and uh, put my gear on, and I came out. And there was Colin O'Donnell, he was standing there, and he had these beautiful, long, flowing locks. And he kind of looked at me, kind of sheepishly, and I kind of looked at him, kind of sheepishly, and we were both like... <laughs> and it went. But he was going to have super long hair. Um, so that was, to me, that was sort of the penultimate moment, and just like, it was casual, and it was lovely, and then getting to go on the Jolly Roger. So my first day was on the Jolly Roger. And we were actually floating out at sea, and this boat was mad. It was like a Cadillac. You would do the scene, you would look over, and you would see like a landmark on the shore. You would do the scene, and when you were done the scene, that landmark would be way the heck back. It was just magical, the whole thing, like that we were on an actual practical ship. It was amazing. So just that, the very first scene. Thank you. Um, do you, you spend some time on Eureka? Do you like Eureka, or what's I can't. I can't compare those. Are you crazy? No, uh, Eureka was a fantastic time in my life. Um, that was really good. I did six seasons on that show. Have you seen the show? Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Did you want to hear a little bit of Infant? This is Infant, and he would always, he was sort of the town um, matriarch, patriarch, and um, he would say things like, did you want a side order of Fugusashi? Stuff like that. Um, they're both so different. Um, I still keep in touch with Neil and Colin um, from that show. We had such a good time. I can't compare them. One is like super duper fantasy and one is science fiction-y fantasy. So the two, I, I loved playing Vincent. I really did with Matt Frewer and uh, Erica Chera. It was amazing, but the two, I can't compare the two. I love them both. How diplomatic is that? Yes. He's got wonderful toys. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody else seen the toy man? He had like these curly hair and this these big sideburns. It was the little glasses, the little spectacles. Yeah, that was great. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? And if you have any questions, you can come up to the side, or oh. I will come to you. Come to me. I'll come to you. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Cotton! What is Smee's happy ending? Oh. Cheese oh. is his rat form happy ending, definitely. His happy ending is having Hook 
having Killian be his neighbor, yeah. whilst he runs a fro-yo shop. <laughs> I actually, that was one of my favorite lines to do in the whole show, was, was the fro-yo line. The fact that Smee went out of his way to say like, you know, this world has its downfalls, but man, there's this thing called fro-yo. The fact that he like went out of his way to say that he was so into fro-yo. <laughs> Whereas I'm not a Froyo guy, I'm like full fat ice cream. And it shows. <laughs> That's my jam. I think we had another one over here. Okay, the other side of the hole. Okay. One of those heels. Look at this poor guy running his dress. <laughs> and then heels as well. And heels. Okay, hey, let's make this experience. <laughs> Jessica from Connecticut and... Hi, Jessica from Connecticut. Hi. Everybody say hi to Jessica from Connecticket. Hi! Hi. Jessica from Connecticut. I love the word of saying. So basically, I'm a huge Disney fan and I love each and every Disney story. So how did your character of Speed, how did you want it to be? Did you think it was going to be similar to the character in Peter Pan? I mean, they animated Peter Pan, not the best one, which is, of course, Hook and Robin Williams. Other than your Right. Um, so when I got the audition, we didn't know who it was for because often when you audition for sort of marquee roles in film and TV in Vancouver, they won't tell you who you're auditioning for. And so when I went out, I inadvertently read this guy, just by the content of the scene. It was, I actually, when I first auditioned, it was the scene between um, uh, me and the dark one if you remember, in the, uh, in the pub or the bar or whatever, so it was that really intimidating, intense scene where I say I'm a man who can get stuff. I inadvertently did a Bob Hoskins impression, and I didn't even know that it was me, so it was, it was the craziest thing, and I think that's what kind of got me the callback, and then they said, try it again, maybe, you know, not be an Oscar C, do it sort of, you know, more contemporary, like um, so I ended up doing going back and forth. I had about three or four separate auditions whereby um, they would alternate between um, do it with the British accent or do it, you know, North American. And it wasn't until we were actually on the boat, we're like ready to shoot the first scene, and I'm like, so how did you want it? And they're like, hang on. Let's check. How did you want it? Contemporary. So that's that's how the that's how it came about. But definitely Bob Hoskins, like. Yeah, my friend. Thank you. Love him. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for being so close. <laughs> <laughs> Just take it, he says. Hi, I'm Tanvi, and I was wondering what was the hardest scene to film for you? I would have to say this, the scene with Robert Carlyle, the scene that I was just talking about. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, you probably do, but he's a pretty darn good actor. Um, I'm not even joking, like, the fear that you see in Smee's eyes is only there because it's in Chris Goche's eyes. I was scared pantless, and I'm not even joking, like, the way he kind of bears down on you, and he doesn't ever uh, dislock gaze, he just stares at you the whole time. And it was this intense, like, two-and-a-half-page scene. So for me, it was, was it not only scary because of the content that was involved, but it was scary because it's Robert Carlyle. It's the first time I'm doing a scene with him, too, by the way. And, uh, and just the content of it, and just the way he's so intense. It was intensely gratifying, though. It was scary, but that's oftentimes when, you do, when you'll do your best stuff is when you're scared pantless. 
over here, Mr. Smee. Over where? Over here. Where are you? Back that way? Okay. I can't Hi. see you, but... Hi, I'm Sophia from England, and I was wondering, who's your favorite character on the show apart from yourself? Oh, man. Why do you do that to me? <laughs> and, and happy. And, and, and happy. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna go with Hook. Because I work with him and I know what he's put into it. The, the way that man works is incredible. And some of the stuff he does, when he's playing like off hook, you know, when he's doing like other, he's hilarious. And I don't think he gets as much credit as he deserves for being as hilarious as he is. But Lana, Bex, I mean, it's hard to say. There's so many awesome, awesome people. Michael Coleman. Michael Coleman? Don't know if you know about that guy. He's fantastic. Oh, look at this. It's almost like we got a sister. They're right near you. I know. This is wonderful. I'm going to stand up. Hi, I'm Stephanie. I'm from Southern Jersey. Hi, Stephanie. I'm writing my college thesis yeah. about Once Upon a Time and Northern Women on Once Upon a Time more specifically. Yeah. And I was wondering if you had like one word to use to describe all the women on Once Upon a Time. Huh? Strength. I'm sorry. 100%. Dude, I'm in the same but it goes beyond that. I, it's, it's, if there's a word that can encompass um, strength, intelligence, uh, all the women on this show, I, I feel like um, I feel like the writers of the show do such a good job of of um, writing for these women. Maybe leadership, just because it's sure. Yeah, yeah. That kind of that kind of encompasses it. But it's like it's more than leadership too. It's a self possession as well. Like I want a whole bunch of words. Can I have a whole bunch of words? Self-possession, beautiful, intelligent, uh, strong, um, bold. And bold is, bold is the best. And the fact that these women can empower so, so many women and men, um, people, to do, uh, to go out and pursue what they want to do, and they do, daily. I hear stories from people about how, how these actors have affected people's lives, and to me it, that is so gratifying and so wonderful. Not even just on the show, but with what they do outside of the show. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys seen Bex at one of these? At a Q&A before? She might be the best. She is the most entertaining person ever. My fan. For this. For this kind of thing. She's freaking amazing. Okay. Hi, I'm Chandler, and I was wondering, what is one of your favorite moments you had on set? Um, apart from the Robert Carlyle one, um, it's basically any time Colin and I are together, because we, we have a hoot. We really do. We have a hoot. Um, there, was, there was one exception, and it was the scene where we were carrying cargo back um, from somewhere, and it happened to be pastries. And I don't know if you remember that scene, but he comes up to me and he says something about, Mr. Smee, you shouldn't eat all the wares before we get to where we're going, or something. But they're from this, uh, we got pastries from this um, Italian uh, bakery, and they were like the full butter, full sugar, and I made the, the total rookie actor mistake of committing to like eating this stuff. Because it was basically, I had to be like munching down on a whole bunch of it because he comes along and says, don't eat all of it. So I couldn't just be having a nibble, I had to be like, ah. And so, and then I remembered, I'm gonna have to do this six different angles. And every time, I'm gonna have to take that massive bite so it matches the original. 
So you shoot a master, you shoot a master shot, and that'll set the tone for everything. So on the master shot, oh, I so have like sorry. three massive bites of this thing. I went through, and I kid you not, 12 pastries. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was funny, but sick at the same time. And I mean that literally not as in like a skater. It was sick. <laughs> Hi. Hi, my name is Riley. And Hi, Riley. Um, I was wondering if you had any um, specific funny moments backstage. Um, I mean, it's pretty, like we run a pretty good outfit there. It's not like... You know, these, these guys come to work, like, if you if you can imagine going to work for potentially 14, uh, you know, 12 to 14 to 15 to 16 hours a day, there's not a whole lot of time for that kind of stuff. And I'm on so infrequently that it, it tends to be, I'm on my best behavior when I go. I just want to be like a, you know, like a church mouse and just sit there and be like, don't notice me, just notice me when I'm on there. So I try not to get embroiled in too much of that kind of stuff, but I can tell you that um, just the conversations back there is always filled with mirth and we have so much fun like honestly have a ton of fun But as far as like practical jokes and, and stuff like that I can't I, I don't feel like it's my place to get involved in, in such things, which is sad Maybe if I was a regular I would Did you hear that? <laughs> Hi. Hi, I'm I've been acting since I was a, a young lad. Um, so I started just by doing school plays and stuff like that. I think I was in, uh, well, probably since the beginning. And then um, it wasn't until I was in grade five that I saw people doing this. Like I went to my first like actual play, not just a school play. And I, and I looked at my mom and I said, people can actually just do that? And you get to just do that and be a part of this. And, and so, I mean, it was since I was in grade five, but um, professionally and TV and stuff, I would say for probably about 22 years now, I started out just by doing commercials and stuff. I come from the interior of British Columbia and I moved to Vancouver in 99. And I haven't stopped since. And I love it. Do you have a schedule? It's great. It's the best. Down here? Hi. Hi. I'm Zoe, and I was wondering, Hi, do you think Snee was upset that he wasn't invited to Killian's wedding? Hells to the yeah! <laughs> Are you kidding? Do you think he was upset that he wasn't asked to be the best man? Pardon me? The best man? Yeah. Are you just rubbing it in at this point? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's all I'll say on that, because I'm still a little bit bitter. We have somebody up here who's had, had her head up for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Michael. Well, I could even do it. Just work in the, work in the heels. <laughs> Thank you, man. You're the better You're awesome. this morning. <laughs> you look fabulous, by the way. Slay queen! I have a question for a friend. Um, she, she would like to know how you um, enjoyed, or if you enjoyed, filming Monster Trucks. Yeah, I mean, I had such a brief little moment on that uh, movie. But, uh... Barry Pepper is such a rad dude. Um, he was fantastic to work with. I had like, I was literally on set for two hours. So I didn't get to, you know, experience all that good stuff that they did. It was an amazing film. Um, but it was, it was so much fun. It was really great. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Where okay. are you? Little flower crown. Okay. Hi. Hi. Um, I was wondering how, if you could talk about 
Oh, that was amazing. That was amazing from uh, tip to tail. So when I first got there, you, you normally go in for a costume fitting. Um, and that's it. They'll, they'll take a couple pictures of you, and then they'll send you along your way. And as you know, I played optimistic Phil, um, who was in the miserable mill, and we all looked identical. Oh, no, he wasn't. We all were in, like, onesies, and just dirty onesies, and we were just meant to be dirty. But Barry Sonnenfeld, the producer of that, um, came by to everybody individually, and, like, you know, every little detail was uh, taken notice of, and it was fantastic. And Louis, Louis was fantastic. I actually still uh, see Louis. He was actually at the um, Whitecaps game that Michael and Colin put on. Um, it was amazing. And we had time, like when there's a lot of money on a show, it's really great because you can have time to kind of play around. And I like to improvise with my characters. So there was a lot of that going on too. It was amazing. It was like a month. It was, a, it was one of the best months of my life for sure. Thank you. Yes, oh. my name is June. I'm from the United Kingdom. Oh, hi. Hello. I have a, uh, a couple of questions. First, thank you for the role you played. Um, my question is, I don't know if you realize how big it's gotten in the UK. Once upon a time? Yes. Yeah. It's huge. Are you going to be there in Birmingham next year? Am I going to be which? In Birmingham next year for the... I don't know. I hope so. I, th I think Rogue has disbanded, though, no? There's a new one. There's Enchanted now. It's what, sorry? Oh, so somebody else has taken over. Yeah. I hope so, I had the best time. I was in Blackpool uh, last year, and there was a few people here that were there too. Um, I love it, I'm from the UK. I'm from Luton. I'm oh. from Swansea. From where? Swansea, South Wales. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, 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 great. Awesome. Yeah. I hope so. I honestly hope so. Because any chance I can get back to the UK is I do it. I was there for a Supernatural Con and a Once Upon a Time Con. Yeah. And they bookended me. So I have two weeks in England and I love it. I love going back to the UK. It's fantastic. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Another one right here, Mr. Smee. Okay, hi. Hi, my name is Abby. Um, hi, Abby. I'm really good at impressions, so I was wondering if you could do an impression of Colin as Hook. <gasps> Mr. Smee! Get over here, Mr. Smee. I've got something for you, and I'm pretty sure you'll be hooked. <laughs> oh my god! I, if I had more time, I could have done it. I'm actually thinking of now just calling. But I won't do that yet. I'll save it for the end. I'll save it for the end. I gotta go through it in my brain. I'd say you will. Jersey? Hi, Kelsey from Jersey. That's her actual full first yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah, middle name, Jersey last name. Yeah, very convenient. Kelsey from Jersey, what's up? Um, now that the new season is in Hyperion Heights, and Hook is now Cop, how would you feel, um, would you be in Hyperion Heights with him, and if so, what would you be, or what would you be with him? Uh, I've actually thought about that, and if the writers are listening, um, I think it's a pretty good idea. Because when we first met Smee, he was like, he was a thief. He was basically like, well, you know, a swindler. So I, I imagine him to be kind of like, um, uh, um, sort of a, a gambler-y type dude who ends up getting busted and ends up getting incarcerated at their jail, at Hyperion Heights, at the, at the police station. And I imagine him just being in the jail and then them kind of having this thing. And then, the, you know how they have like informants and things like that? I imagine that Smee would then become something like that. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Let's start tweeting that. Smee the informant.
informs me. <laughs> he informs me. <laughs> I'm incorrigible, sorry. Hi, I'm Jake from New Jersey. <laughs> was that you? I'm Jake from State Park. Sorry? Oh. Um, my question was like before you were talking about how you got uh, did the impression for a pop in first me and it turned out to be first me. Did they recommend you for any other parts? On the show, on once upon a time? No, once you're on the show, you're, you, they call it being burned. So once you're on the show, that's it. Although when they did um, once upon a time in Wonderland. Um, Though I couldn't do it because it conflicted, they had asked me to come out and read uh, as the Cheshire Cat for just, but not, not, not to actually do the part, but just to be there as an actor for them while they were on set because the voice would, would have come later. So they just wanted an actor to be there. And I thought that was really nice and gracious of them to have offered me that, but I was actually on Once Upon a Time when that was happening, so I could, the dates conflicted. But you do often, you'll get offers for other things um, from other TV shows if they see you on something. I did a uh, show a while back called Sanctuary, and I played this guy named Walter the Adjuster. Thank you. And uh, I had just been offered that. They just offered it to me, and he was this superhero who was, this, he was a, basically an accountant, and he falls into this pit, and he gets covered in this slime, which in, in use him with superpowers. It's actually the suit, and he's this super different nerd. Um, it's a huge okay, comic book fan, and, uh, but like no special skills at all, so he would end, uh, eventually, like, there was one instance where somebody was trying to commit suicide by jumping off a building. My character goes to save him, but breaks his ribs in the process. He catches him as he's falling and, like, breaks his ribs. Um, so that can happen. You can, you can get offered parts on other shows for being on certain shows, definitely. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Um. I have like a two-part question. Okay. Um, well, you need to sort of socialize to have a job and, and go somewhere to pursue your dreams. What um, kind of advice would you give to someone who's having difficulty putting themselves out there to pursue their dreams. You don't have to. You don't, you don't have to. I don't go to like actor type functions. A lot of people do. Like I do more now than I used to, but I certainly did not. I was, I came, I had come from a small town. And so I just focused on the work. And, and for me, that's how it happened. I know a lot of people have, have sort of snuck in by being very social and, you know, and that's one way of doing it. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's not the only way, and I'm proof of that, because I just, I just came into Vancouver from a small town, and I just I put my nose to the grindstone, and I just did the work. So if you just, if you just go ahead and do the work, and, and you feel confident enough in your own work, that will shine through whatever else. And I was wondering also, um, if you had moments where you felt discouraged because the environment was overwhelming or you felt as though people hate you or... Definitely. I don't think you're human if you don't have those moments of insecurity. But what you do is you, again, you focus on the work and you know who you are. If you're a, if you're a good person, if you're a beautiful person on the inside, you know that. You fall back on that and you know. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Woo!
I'm getting there. <laughs> this poor guy. Poor girl. Thank you, Michael. You have some like running music. We have. <laughs> we have Jenny Hill queued up. <laughs> You did it. Proud of you, buddy. Hello. Hi. Um, what, what was it like kidnapping Emily in season two? It was scary. I was like, am I hurting you? Because I had to do it, and I had to do it repeatedly, and I got to grab her mouth, too. And I'm a smoker, so the amount of, um, what is that, that sterilization stuff, hand sanitizer that I put on my hands, I think it destroyed my hands permanently. Because I was constantly like reloading that. It was it was fun though. We had a lot of fun during that scene. That whole episode was really great. The dwarfs actually had some really good stuff in that episode too. And he's dancing again. Might not be the running music that you wanted, but it's the running music that you got. We have here available. Hi, I'm Jenna. Hi, Jenna. So you kind of answered this a little bit before, but just for clarification, um, since the last time um, um, Hook and Smee really talked, it was kind of before Smee remembered that uh, Hook um, sold the Jolly Roger and basically abandoned them to go pursue Emma. Do you think that Smee and the rest of the crew would be happy for Hook's redemption, or do you think they'd be bitter and feel a little abandoned by their captain? A little bit of both, I would say. I think that there's. I'd like to think that there's a little bit of heart in Smee, as there, you know, as a, as I would imbue um, a character with a little bit of me. But yeah, a damn certain amount of resentment for sure. Yeah, he'd be a little bit like he just wants things to be the way they were, to be piratey and like. Loot and pillage, you know, <laughs> in a safe way. You know. Yeah, definitely. A bit of resentment. A bit of both. A bit of both. I feel so diplomatic, but it's true. Like it, it is diplomatic. So, thank you. Um, hi, I'm Nia from Connecticut. I hi. just wanted to ask you, um, how do you feel going to all these conventions and like hearing people's stories about how the show like affected them? Or I was telling. I I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, there's this really. Um, beautiful young woman that we met in Vancouver and she's bound to a wheelchair and she said that uh, the only thing that got her through was the show. Um, sorry. Aww. It's really beautiful, so I love it. Aww. Sorry. Well, I kind of addressed this a little bit earlier in that um, it, was, it might have been the scene with Robert and I, but there's there's um, other things thinking about it too. That we shoot for a long time sometimes, and it's fantastic. We absolutely love shooting as much as we can, and you just get this momentum going and stuff like that. But sometimes it can be a bit much. I think a few of the uh, the shit days were a little bit hard, you know. Um, and we were stuck out on the boat, and I'm a smoker, as I've probably mentioned. Um, so we couldn't smoke out there either. So for me, it's different. But there's, like, as far as acting goes, it was, it was definitely me and Robert, for sure. Like, but the, the most rewarding, too. Do you guys want to do something fun and weird? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I want to make more noise. Do you want to do something fun and weird? Yeah! 
We hope you enjoyed this exclusive audio recorded at Creation Entertainment's Once Upon a Time Official Convention 2017 in Whippany, New Jersey. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. Jenna, please wish the listeners a good night. Listeners, have the best evening ever. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror every Tuesday and Wednesday via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Poppy Chulo Radio Archives. Our Tuesday show is our episode discussion, and our Wednesday show is our special spoiler edition of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Good night.